Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Step Study. My name is Jen A., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Today is Thursday, April 8th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, and today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, We Agnostics. We'll be on page number 49, reading one paragraph and one paragraph only, that will begin with, instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, ending in rather vain of us, wasn't it? Today's readers on Team Thursday are going to be Lida C., Joni C., Martha Z., Carmela G., Crystal P., Ken W.H., and Leslie W. The reference numbers for Wednesday, April 7th, yesterday's 7 a.m. meeting, uh, is 16,000. 718. That's 16718. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 16,719. 16719. Our OA preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Crystal P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, but our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pause. Thank you. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered from Madison, Minnesota. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups as, or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Crystal P. and Joni C. for reading the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study um, in the chapter We Agnostics in the big book on page 49, reading one paragraph, starting with instead of. Martha Z, would you begin please? Good morning, Jen, thanks for being you. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation, 
We agnostics and atheists chose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end of all. Rather vain of it, wasn't it? Rather vain of us, wasn't it? Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha C. Um, so when I was growing up, I lived next door to the Lutheran Church, so I went to church every Sunday, but I went there for youth group. And then um, by the time I got to college, I had a chance to have a ride to the church and uh, passed it over. And um, I only thought of God as I prayed for cognitive awareness with my schoolwork. <laughs> so I was not a seeker, and I, I really feel sad and ashamed to say that. I didn't think much about God at all. I was more worried about my adolescent concerns, like how was I going to meet somebody if I was going to be in a profession where there were no men. Um, uh, so I found OA right after I graduated, and I didn't have any trouble with the God concept, um, but I valiantly tried to work the other 11 steps when I wasn't stably abstinent. So I was raised to believe that it was my job to make everything come out all right. And I didn't realize how agnostic this was until somebody of the other week said something about it on vision, about how that that was agnosticism. Um, so I didn't think I was the alpha and the omega or that I could do a better job than God could. I was just too afraid to let go. And um, so it's been... It's been 44 years in OA, 32 of them, gratefully, have been in recovery. And um, so today, when I'm afraid, I'm definitely worrying about something in the future and that I'll have to take care of it myself. So this is my current agnosticism. So but today, I can pause and ask God to remove my fear and direct his attention to what he would have me be. And it's always that he would like me to be with him in the present. So I just wanted to give you a quick experience. So several years ago, I was I had a really big fear. I was scared because um, I was really worried about what was going to happen when my mom died with my sister because my sister is not in the will. And I was really afraid about it. My brother was even more afraid about it. So every time he got really afraid, I got more afraid too. So I... The first time that I, I, well, anyway, I devised a plan with a lawyer friend of mine. She came up with an idea that, you know, that I could use, you know, that would work this out. And then I just, I couldn't take it anymore, and I asked God to remove the fear. And it was the first time that he completely lifted it out. And to this day, I'm, my mom has not died yet. She's 96 and a half. And to this day, when I think about what will happen, I just have this feeling like I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever happens, he's going to be there to help me with it. It's, it's the most amazing thing. Anyway, so on page 87 and 88, it says, As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. This is something I really need. So, And I just would like to say that today I joyfully seek. So anyway, thank you so much for letting me uh, give service, and um, I pass. Thanks, Martha Z. So we value everyone's experience, and we ask that you limit your share to every third day uh, in order that we might be able to hear others share their experience also. Who would like to share on what was read today? 
Lisa B. Lisa. Rachel K. Rachel. You can press star one if you'd like Deb to share. S. Deb S. Anyone else? Colleen M. Claire E from the UK. Colleen M. And I think it was Claire E from the UK. Is that correct, Claire? Okay. I think that's what I got. Yeah, right. that's right. Thank Sorry. you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, dear. All right. We have Lisa B, Rachel K, Deb S, Colleen M, and Claire E. Good morning to you, Lisa. Go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. Um, my name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. I'm so glad to be here um, with all of you. And I was listening to this reading and um, it says uh, God's ever advancing creation. It's going to keep growing and changing and always expanding. And um, it says we chose, you know, we chose. So I, I can still do that. You know, I choose to sometimes believe I can run the show again, you know, and um, I can do just like it talks about in more about alcoholism, step one, you know, continue to believe that I can control and enjoy my life, you know, on my terms. And then I was thinking about how repeated humiliations and pain is the thing that, um, that just drives me back to my knees again. And I'm a victim of the delusion that I can, I can do this, you know? And when I came in here, uh, I, I wanted to have my life on my terms, but I loved the idea of having a relationship with, with God and having that security blanket around me, but I wanted it all on my terms. And um, there's so many old ideas that continue to need, continue to come up and um, need to be removed. And it's through learning that this alignment with this power that I really can't describe, but I've experienced, you know, I don't know how to put it into words. And if I try to have an understanding in my mind, you know, it's just not going to be enough. It's through going through the work of the 12 steps. And, you know, I just always say the thing that really helped me get total clarity was that entire abstinence. You know, I kept minimizing these little insignificant things of food items and ingredients that was not that big of a deal in my mind. But in my mind, that's where the problem is, you know, and but when I decided to put everything down and just listen to what was shared with me and take the doctor's opinion, literally, um, I don't know. I can't really explain it. It's like I, I had an experience, you know, I had an experience following the big book set of directions and um, where I am here in this reading, in this, in this phrase here in the we agnostics, you know, I'm not there yet. I, I'm not supposed to be there but he's painting a picture, which is exactly what I did. You know, instead of regarding myself as an intelligent agent, a representative of this wonderful power, um, you know, I wanted to have everything my way. I wanted to be the beginning and the end. Rather vain, wasn't it? And I can still 
fall into that thinking I can control and enjoy my life on my terms. And um, just like it says in step seven, you know, it's only through repeated humiliations that we um, become more and more in the image of our creator and the likeness and image of our creator, but it's never a finished project. It's never a done thing. So I'm so glad to be here with all of you and I continue to learn with all of you. I pass. Thanks, Lisa B. Up next, we have Rachel K. followed by Deb M. Go right ahead, Rachel. Hi, this is Rachel K., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Northern California. Um, And, yeah, it's funny. I read this paragraph two different ways this morning. Um, uh, I read it, you know, as spearheads uh, of God's ever-advancing creation. I've always read it as, like, creation as in creation as a whole, you know, the trees, the lakes, the birds, whatever. But this morning I saw it and I read it as spearheads of God's ever advancing creation. Like I am the, like, like I think I'm the spear or, or, or that I, my, uh, I'm an agent of God's ever advancing creation, creation being me. Like I am the creation that God is still working on and still changing and still growing. Um, And rather than, you know, trying to control my life and trying to control the outcome. Sorry, I'm not being very coherent this morning. Um, And, you know, to back up a little bit, I'm not atheist or agnostic, but I can still lack humility. This paragraph to me is all about humility, is all about accepting that you know, that old saying that, you know, be patient, God's not done with me yet. If I'm God's creation and he's still creating me, I'm not done yet. I'm, I still have to learn about changing and growing and what God is doing with me. And that, you know, my brain, my intelligence is just sort of the spearhead of this ever-developing, ever-growing thing. Um, and that I... Of course, God gave us brains to use, but that that it's God who's doing the creating, not me. You know, I, I am just God's agent. Um, and I can still want to take the helm and say, no, 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 no. I know how this thing is supposed to be created. I know how my life is supposed to go. I know what weight I'm supposed to be. Uh, recently, you know, I just turned 50 and you know, bodies change and things change, even with entire abstinence. Um, you know, at least for me, um, things change and, and you know, I, I, I'm different physically than I was before when I was 40 or when I was 30 and I first got abstinent. And, and I want to take control and say, no, 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 no. I know how my body is supposed to be, God. I know what's supposed to happen rather than than just being the spearhead of this ever advancing ever changing creation that is me that is in the hands of god that that i am not the creator it's god um and that him him that doeth the work not me you know i'm just his agent and and when i try to take control that's not going to work i tried to do that with my food and it didn't work i tried to do that with my life and with my job and with my school and that didn't work. So why don't I give over my body and everything to him 
because that works so much better when I just work as his agent rather than taking over and saying, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the helm, God. I'm going to be the creator. So anyway, I hope some of that was coherent. And uh, thanks for calling on me. I hope everybody has a blessed day. And I pass. Thanks, Rachel K. Up next, we have Deb, Deb M. Followed by Colleen M. Good morning, Deb. Deb M. Press star one. Hi, this is Deb S. I think that it was me. I don't oh, Deb, Deb M. S. Yes, that's correct. Thank you, Deb. Appreciate it. My apologies. Great. Okay, thanks. So Go right ahead. This reading and this whole chapter, but this is really special. Instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents. Deb, could I just ask, are you on a speakerphone or you sound a little distant? Sorry, is that better? That is. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Just this whole chapter in this reading, instead of regarding ourselves as agents, intelligent agents, intelligent agents, I think that's how I used to think about myself. As I, you know, I, I am intelligent. I'm from of the evidence, I must have some intelligence. Some people on the line say, you know, you're where a lot of us are right. A lot of us are right, but you don't get points for that. And when I look at this, I regarded myself as an intelligent agent. And um, for years, I've been in recovery, and I relied. And I was doing some work around my attitude this morning, and relating to this chapter, and thinking about. I've never thought of myself as an agnostic. I almost could have just skipped over it when I first got into the program because I wasn't the Alpha and Omega. Gosh, I knew it was God, but not really. I think it was rather vain, and I, I wasn't I wasn't turning over my life to God. And I realized that for about a, a little over a year, and I've been in recovery and um, doing turning over my food every day for – 25 plus years and clean and and I I totally rely on God like if anybody said anything I'd say oh my god it was to- it's totally God like every single day of my life since recovery I've relied on God to do my food and I I know this but I look back at a variety of parts of my other part of my life I wasn't relying on God every single day for all of that, no matter what, no no question. I I was not. I was the intelligent agent trying to do it all, and only through multiple hits and sad things and some failures did God find a way to get to me and get through to me through vision and this meeting and talking with you all and just seeing it differently and my future is going to be, I believe and I pray that it's going to feel the same around my life, like that I'm relying on God for my living and for my attitudes. And I've been doing this like that for about a a year, and it's one day at a time, and I'm praying, and I hope that every day, well, not even I have to hope, I just have to do the actions every day to rely on God, and it's different than me being the intelligent agent. I was trying to handle it stuff and do it on my own, and now I'm giving it to God. I, I say, you know, God, 
I can't do this. I have to. I want to surrender this to you. These are things I can't do, and it's basic stuff about living, just basic living things. And I can't do it, and I'm relying on God to do it. And then things just turn out so much better, and so much less stress, and just easier, clearer, and and like a gift. And that's this chapter that I wanted to skip. Anyway, thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Deb S. Up next, we have Colleen M. followed by Claire E. Go ahead, Colleen. Hey, Jen. This is Colleen M. from Maryland. Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, what a great chapter and some great shares that I've gotten to listen to over the last couple weeks. And I, um, I heard this week something that I think somebody else has mentioned, uh, pockets of atheism, which I never understood until recently when I can see, you know, how many parts of my life, because I couldn't get that connection, that feeling of connection with my higher power, um, you know, I now see that those were my pockets of atheism and I just was not willing to turn over, not ready to turn over, not willing to turn over, um, this is a fluent program, and I'm seeing that more and more as I get more and more recovered and I can surrender more and more of my life to my higher power. I've always known there was a higher power, but it's not it was not a power that could be trusted in any way with, with what I had going on in my life because, you know, it, it proved itself over and over that, you know, I didn't get what I wanted when I wanted it. And I had an incident this week where I didn't get what I wanted and I had a very big disappointment and I acted like a daggone two-year-old. And uh, for about 24 hours, I just couldn't get out of this uh, resentment and uh, pouted and, you know, internally stomped my feet. (laughs) Um, Thank God I was able to not eat over it and not practice any of my other addictions and talk over with some recovered people see my part in it, and let it go. And that is a daggone miracle for me. And just goes to show that, you know, the work that I'm putting in is is starting to pay off. I was not proud of the way I behaved. I just couldn't stop myself. Um, and, you know, had to make an amends to my partner. Um, so just uh, just amazes me that... Um, God does meet us where we're at, and um, I know that I've got a long way to go and that my creator has uh, a better plan than I have. So today, for today, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just turn that over, and my day today will be about what God's plan is and not so much what my plan is. So thanks for letting me share, and thanks for everyone that's on the line. I appreciate all of you. Thanks, Colleen. All right, up next we have Claire E. Before we get started, Claire, let me just tell everybody where we're at. If you just got on the line with us today, we're in the chapter We Agnostics in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, we're on page 49. We're reading the uh, first paragraph on the page, which starts with, instead of regarding ourselves. And we're just reading that one paragraph. We'll have uh, Claire E. share, and then we'll take another list of names. Good morning to you, Claire. Hi there, my name is Claire E. I'm a recovery composer beta in Cornwall in the UK. Thanks everyone for your service. Thanks, Jen. Ah, oh, what a paragraph. Um, 
I used to hate this chapter, I, and I am an agnostic, or I was, um, don't know, really. <laughs> um, I used to just really, the wording of it just really upset me, and I didn't like the way it was written. But this paragraph today speaks to me like it never has done before, and I find that this is just such a magic book. Every time I, I study it a little bit more, a little bit more gets revealed. Um, and it makes me really think about, you know, my bridge of reason, which you'll go on to talk about in this chapter. You know, my um, my intelligence, I suppose, my brain was my alpha and omega. You know, the amount of times I tried to think myself well, um, I tried to, you know, work out how I was going to get well, self-help books. Um, you know, it, it, and, and, you know, what I've learned is that my, you know, my brain can't fix my brain. My brain, my thinking can't fix my thinking. I cannot solve a problem on the level of consciousness it was created. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I was doing. I was doing the best I could. That's how I knew to tackle life. But the thing is, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. And I, I was getting nowhere. I was running around in circles with my own intelligence. Um, and, yeah, I guess rather vain of us, wasn't it? I mean, you just despite the evidence, I kept trying I kept trying to figure it all out and um you know that's how I live my life on self-reliance and I just want to share something actually because it really came to me when I was um listening to the earlier um that I read in a I've got a, I've just done a step five so I've got bits of paper everywhere in my in my little office and um I was sorting out some stuff today and going through some notepads and I read something I wrote a while back and it was just amazing I can't even believe I even wrote this but it was just really spoke to me today and it really reminds me here of the fact that I, I am an agent, you know, I'm a channel. And what I wrote is that my higher power is everything. It is all energy and all power. There is no good and there's no bad. There's no judgment. My higher power wants me to be filled with joy, love, truth, purpose and creativity, because this is what will do the most good in the world. There is no me. I am merely a channel and I'm a vessel for what is good. And, you know, just just lovely you know it's just it's just that's that's the space I can be in today and it works so much better than my intelligence it works so much better than my trying to figure things out it's just to try and allow whatever it is that created that that sort of higher power whatever it might be to flow through me um and I'm so grateful to access that these days it just is an entirely different experience living my life like that I'll leave it there thank you very much thank you so much Claire E and now we're going to go ahead and take a list of names, and we do value everyone's experience. So we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on the paragraph that was read today? Mary Carolyn S. H. Lisa B. Somebody. And Carolyn S. H. Mary Lou. Mary Lou B. Is it Mary Lou B? No, Mary Lou M. from Southern California. Thank you so much, Mary Lou, for clarifying. And then I have Carolyn S.H. Who else? Go right ahead. Anita J. Lacey. Anita J. And was it Lacey? Lane C. Lane. Thank you, Lane. <laughs> who else? Kathy M. Kathy M. Toby W. I think it was Carol B. W. Is that correct? Toby W. Toby. Hey, Toby. <laughs> wow, my ears. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> Anybody else want to get in there? Sharon B. All right. Sharon B. Thanks, Sharon. All right, here we go. We have Mary Lou M., Carolyn S.H., 
Anita J, Lane C, Kathy M, Toby W, and Sharon B. All right, go right ahead, Mary Lou. Hi, Mary Lou. Mary Lou M from Southern California, recovered compulsive eater. Um, I love this uh, this chapter, and when I came in to Overeaters Anonymous, I was about 30 years old, and I'm 51 now. And um, I really thought that my uh, experience of God would always be the same. And I have to say that <laughs> 20, 21 years later, um, working in the last uh, seven years, more focused on um, big book type recovery, um, I have found that um, I kind of, I acted quickly when I first came in and I remember reading, you know, in the first 164 pages about uh, be quick to see where religious people are right and make use of what they offer. And so I thought, okay, well, I had a God uh, growing up and developmentally, I just like every other aspect of my life, once I came into recovery, every part that I wasn't looking at that wasn't developing be, began to develop, and incu- including my spiritual life. So I, I entered a faith tradition that has sacraments and confession and, you know, praying the rosary and daily mass and have continued to nurture that aspect of my, as a matter of fact, when I don't listen to the meeting, I usually uh, either, well, when there's mass, I go to mass and do contemplative, like silent prayer. And my, I have a very strong interior life. Um, I've gone to therapy and all the different things besides the first 164 pages, the doctor's opinion and working with other alcoholics and putting the food down. Besides all of that, this part of my soul has continued to develop and maturity and trust in my image of God within my faith tradition, regardless of what a mess mess the church or whatever is, that tradition that I belong to. I, it, it's an interior process. There are many. So, you know, when, when the big book says, be quick to see where religious people are right, make use of what they offer, it's not forcing me to do that. It's gently guiding me to find something bigger than the words on the page and the continual chatter of my talk, 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 do, 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 move, 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 always, always do, do, do. That has stopped for me. And I have found a relationship with God. I picked one. You know, they say pick one. I picked one as fallible as, as it is, and it has continued to nourish my spiritual and psychological and somatic, my body, all of it. I address every, thank you, Timer. I've addressed every aspect of my life. I haven't arrived. I never will. And that's the exciting and juicy part is the, the God of love who loves me, uh, has, has me here now maturing in O Readers Anonymous and uh, hopeful, hopeful, happy Easter. Anyway, Mary Lou in California. Thank you. Thank you. Up next, we have Carolyn S.H., followed by Anita J. Good morning, Carolyn. 
Good morning, moderator. Thank you so much for your service. Um, Carolyn S.H., gratefully recovered in Massachusetts. And um, uh, I I am just a big fan of Bill. I just, <laughs> I just love his imagery and his talent in writing. And I believe that, um, I, I believe that this book is inspired. And um, so what I'm being struck with today is like this image of um, the difference between a spearhead. And I looked that up, even though I thought I knew what it meant. Um, and I was pretty right. So a spearhead is the, the top, the pinpoint of the, of a spear, right? Um, uh, instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever advancing creation. So like I picture God throwing a spear and I'm the little metal part at the top, right? That's, that's my job, right? Um, uh, I'm not the whole spear. I'm not divorced of, like he's the force behind me. He, she, it, um, and uh, instead of, you know, just being this, this um, alpha and omega, meaning that, you know, there's nothing before me, there's nothing after me, it's just me, right? Um, and that I really have understood through my recovery, through doing these steps, that um, the, my nature is I am connected to higher power. And when I'm not, um, when I'm trying to do things by myself, which I have been in the last few weeks, um, I, it, it all, it all goes to hell, excuse my language, um, because that's not my nature. Um, and, uh, I, I, um, I could talk in specifics, but I don't have time. I have one minute left, but I, I, um, I was remembering there's a, a AA speaker, um, who talks about the ego prayer um, and he, he goes on, like the ego says his prayer, of, you know, higher power, thank you for bringing me through the steps. And God, I see now that I, you know, you brought me through this and that. And um, I, life is wonderful and all this. And then at the end of the prayer, it says, you know, I'll take it from here. Um, and that, you know, that's basically what I've been doing the last few weeks. And um, boy, um, stuff goes to hell quickly. So I, yeah, I'll just say um, I give a big shout out to this book, to Higher Power, to this process. Um, yeah, and I'm really grateful for this meeting. Thanks, everyone. That's my Thanks, time. Carolyn. Up next, we have Anita J. followed by Lane C. Hello, Anita. Hello, Jenny. Thank you so much for your service and hearing me. I'm Anita J. recovered in Massachusetts. Um, you know, there's a, there's a hymn I used to think I was just like. It was just this. It was, just as I am, I come, I come. Doesn't that have humility in it? So that may be the persona I wanted to portray, but I lived out of, uh, I was the Alpha and the Omega. I, I, uh, I certainly acted as if I loved God. I thought I did, but that's the far cry from giving him um, control of my life. And the funny thing is, if I really look at myself, how good a job did I do? I just don't, it's just a riot how you don't 
see what you don't want to see. That has been one of the things. Please let me see the truth, you know. Um, the vanity. My vanity, I think, is another word for ego. And, you know, I've been reading Roseanne's story, and I, I keep looking at that. Oh, the ego that woman had. Well, you know, it takes one to know one. And that ego reduction has been the greatest thing. It's been slow but sure. And you know, the thing was, I didn't even think I needed this Reagnostics chapter. And it's slowly beginning to rise as one of my favorites because there's still so much for me to learn in this chapter because. I was close to it for so long. Agnostic thinking, that's what people have been talking about the last week or so. Yeah, I see where I think agnostically. It can pop up at any time. But you know what? I know I'm human now. My goal now isn't to be the Alpha and Omega. I want to be abused where God wants me to be abused, not where I want to be abused. It's just, it's a miracle that I am still caring about things like this. In fact, I'm caring about it more. Uh, A lot of things have changed in me, you know. My vision took away my faith. You know, I still can see folks, but my vision took away um, the lack of vision. Um, Jobs on, like, for example, this program that I love to do, but I wouldn't be able, I can't even read my own handwriting, for God's sake, so I couldn't do it anymore. And then he gave me new things to do. It's just a wonderful thing if I let him run the show. It's a hang on, hang on, everybody. Get your seatbelt on. And uh, with that, I pass. Pass. Thanks, Anita J. Up next, we have Lane C. followed by Kathy M. Good morning, Lane. Hey, Jen. Good morning. Uh, this is uh, Lane C. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater in Rochester, New York. Thanks so much for your service, and thanks for everyone um, who shared thus far. I guess, you know, for me, when I look at this paragraph, so much of what I see in here, in my experience, has is fear. Um, and uh, I guess for me, what's been... What's been revealed over time is just like how afraid I have been of uncertainty and of the mystery and of leaving things to chance. Um, I grew up in a home where, you know, where I developed a really deep sense of control in order to um, feel like my life could be manageable because so much felt out of control. And, um, and so I really relied on my, on my intelligence, on like the, the ways that I could make sense of my world, on my own sense of control. And what I love about our programs and what I love about this 12-step program about Overeaters Anonymous is that I come in here to learn that I am powerless and to continually learn self-reliance or uh, uh, to not be in self-reliance. I continually learn to be more in reliance on, on the mystery and on more that is unknown. Um, and I continually confront what I don't know about each day, uh, each and every single day. Um, and, you know, for me, um, I just, I think because out of a sense of fear, I've really wanted to make God's ever advancing creation small and something that I can understand um, and something that I can sort of, grasp and and put my hands on because I've been afraid uh, because I've been afraid that things will get out of control because I've been afraid of what will come that I can't predict 
I've been afraid of, you know, um, how out of control I got with the food when I was really in the food. Um, I was so afraid of how out of control it could really get and tried to create all kinds of ways to manage and control and hem that in. Um, but what's, what is amazing about our program is I think over the course of time through working the steps and through, um, you know, living in a way where we work, you know, each step every day, um, I feel so much more uh, at peace with the mystery now and so much less fearful. It's not as if I don't feel fear every day. It's not as if um, these pieces don't come up for me every day that like there are times when I make my own human intelligence the last word. Um, and what's great is that I can continually learn about that and continually see that that's happening and, um, and make amends for my behavior or, uh, you know, change my behavior and address my behavior um, if, it's, if it's not affecting others. Um, and so, you know, so then I don't have to live in, in fearful vanity all the time. Um, instead, what I get to do is I get to have compassion for myself and have compassion for others and learn to be uh, more comfortable with the mystery and with the unknown. Uh, so with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Lane C. Up next is Kathy M. followed by Toby W. Hi, this is Kathy M. Recovered from Massachusetts. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I don't know what I could add. I've heard a lot of great things today and, and a lot of the stuff I was going to say, but um, um, you know, I had a, I have a lot of experience in another program, and, and the 12 steps were working good for me, and I had a higher power, and, and life got better, and I, and I thought, um, you know, everything was great. And, and then I came to this food problem, and um, things just weren't working out, and I just, I just, I tried to work the 12 steps on my food problem by myself, and that didn't work out. And finally found myself in OA, and um, finally found myself... Uh, here at Visions and, and, and got a guide, a sponsor, and, and did the steps. And um, uh, this chapter makes a lot more sense to me today. Um, you know, today uh, I know that uh, my higher power was with me, and, and I just got to invite that higher power in. And when I do, my life gets better. You know, I, I didn't understand what the food had to do with it. I didn't understand what my character defects had to do with it. And, and today I know when I clean house and and I have, um, and I'm abstinent with my food, then, then my channel is opened up to my higher power, and I, and I allow that to happen, and, and I get out of the way, and, you know, my pride and my, my uh, self-centeredness um, are things that I continually, daily, sometimes hourly have to work at, but I want to do it today, because as I, as I work at all those character defects, it brings me close to my higher power, and I'm happier. Um, so that's all I have to say. Thank you for taking my call, and I pass. Thanks, Kathy. Up next, we have Toby W., followed by Sharon B. Good morning, Toby. Thank you, Jen. Um, <clears throat> hello, everybody. My name is Toby, and I am <clears throat> recovered food addict today. Um, as I'm listening, I'm feeling very emotional this morning because... I'm um, really feeling the power of God. I've had many different um, medical issues back and forth to the hospital, rehabs, and I was angry at God and pushed God away. And I now see 
how I am being taken care of. I now see how uh, the recovery that I have is extremely slow. And, but God is in charge. And I look back at my life at some of the things that happened in my life that was definitely God. And um, I'm not questioning this morning, why me? It's almost like, well, why not me? Uh, there's a reason for it. This is my journey. Um, and I am, I'm just, I'm going to have to hang up because I think I'm going to start crying for joy. Um, and I can't believe it because I'm in a lot of pain today. <laughs> but yet I'm crying for joy. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Toby W. All right. Up next, we have Sharon B. Go right ahead, Sharon. Sharon B. Press star one. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, ma'am, I can. Oh, <laughs> the power okay, of the thanks. mute button. Go right ahead. <laughs> Okay, good morning, family. My name's Sharon, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, not cured compulsive eater in Michigan. Um, thank you to everybody who does service at these meetings and everyone that's shared. I learned so much for each and every one of, from each and every one of you. And um, this paragraph, it's as if, you know, it's like, okay, Sharon, would you like to be, you know, the agent, you know, the 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 one given power to act for or represent a power greater than anything else. Would you like to do that? You know, oh, no, I don't want to regard myself as that. You know, how about being the spearhead? You know, the spearhead, and I love the shares I've heard on spearhead. Um, and the spearhead in the 30s was defined as a leading force or the driving force in an endeavor. You know, you're going to be the driving force that that makes this happen. And I'm like, no, I can't be the spearhead. I can't be the agent. I'm I'm the alpha and the omega. I have to. But the problem is that I found that there is powers that are greater than myself. So how can I be the ultimate power? How can I be that? And and God gives me the opportunity to be a driving force behind this amazing thing that's happening across the world that is changing lives and families and communities. And all I had to do was get out of the driver's seat, you know, instead of thinking that I'm the one that the power comes from, I'm the one that the power is given to, to help people. And I'm just so very grateful that we have this opportunity to um, to just continue to share with each other, to walk this path. And I like the, the word agent. It reminds me of in the third step where it says he is the principal and we are his agents. If I was working at a um, insurance firm, I would be the agent. I would be able to use that power to help people. But there was a power that gave me that power too. And I have to remember that I am not the power that makes things happen. 
I am the one given power to help others. And um, with that, I pass and thank you to everyone who does service and shares on this meeting. Thank you, family. Sharon in Michigan. Thanks, Sharon B. All right, looks like we have a few more minutes on the clock. Is there someone that would like to share for three minutes? Steve V. All right, Steve, go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can, sir. Go right ahead. And then you got muted. So press star one one more time, Steve. We're going to try it again. Press star one for me, Steve V. Okay, I got to get this technology together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. you for doing service. I, I am so humbled by all the uh, shares of this morning. I wasn't even going to get on the call, but uh, my, my producer, my director woke me up and said, I need you to be an agent on this call. So I'm an agent on this call, and, and, and I, am, I am blown away. I am, I am I, I'm just so taken aback. I, I love this chapter, and it's funny, like I said before, I, I've been in this pro, I've been in, 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 in OA for over 30 years. Uh, the last 12 days have been uh, the true blessing for me. Uh, I've been absent for 12 days, and it's because I've gotten my sponsor and because I've been uh, taking the steps, and, and I'm in the middle of my fourth step now. And this chapter used to drive me berserk. And um, um, I've, I've never understood it. I've never understood what agnostic was. Um, and I was, I was so jealous when people would share because, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm the smartest guy in the room always. And so the fact that I couldn't understand it and I wouldn't take the time to understand it, which is even more uh, egregious for me. Um, but today I, I, I love the fact that humility uh, is something that I aim for on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, and I just, I, I'm just so taken aback by this. And the last thing I will share is that I was always a James Bond fan, and I always wanted to be a secret agent. Um, and now I get to be God's agent, and uh, it's just so, so much better. Nobody's trying to take my life today, so thank you for letting <laughs> me share. Oh, thanks, Steve. Me too. I'm going to be a secret agent with you. All right. Well, that's, that's it for now. Thank you to everyone who shared and participated in today's meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded study or hour of study immediately following the closing. If you're wanting to re-listen uh, to today's meeting, the share ID for Thursday, April 8th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 16,000. 730. That's 16730. And we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Carmela G. please read A Vision for You? Thank you so much, Jen. This is Carmela G. from New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. 
See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.